I do want to say um, uh, the message is for this morning is uh, is tailored uh, pretty specifically uh, for our church family, and we have some guests here, and I want to say I'm so glad you're here and welcome. Uh, and but I'll just kind of give that disclaimer before we uh, go into it. Uh, and also, we have folks that uh, have been coming quite regularly that haven't officially joined the church. And if you're interested in doing that, uh, you know, the next two Sundays would be a great opportunity for that to happen. Uh, also, uh, I am, I've had a few requests about baptism. And so either next Saturday, if anyone's interested in going and getting baptized at the river somewhere, we'll call our church together as many as can come. Or Sunday morning, uh, we, you know, we'll... We'll stir those waters up there. So uh, if the Lord is leading you to that, you make sure and, uh, and let me know, and we can talk about what those requirements are and all that jazz. But uh, this is definitely a, a church family to belong to if God's calling you. And so um, I, I do want to just uh, kind of share my heart today about this church uh, and uh, what is next uh, for the First Baptist Church of Mason. As far as I can tell... Uh, you know, the, the, there's the title up on the screen, Get the Job Done. We'll be in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And especially as we're talking about farewell messages, um, there's nobody better uh, to go to for a farewell message than the Apostle Paul. Uh, Paul was somebody that had to become quite acquainted with doing that as he was a missionary and a church planner called all across the ancient world to plant churches, but he had to say goodbye quite often uh, as God had called him away. And uh, we see some of that here today and just some of his uh, lamentings with what's going on with the congregation and and asking specifically uh, for them to, you know, follow his lead as he is not there. And I'm going to do that here uh, in, in a way that I hope will bless you. Uh, and I'm sort of looking forward to next Sunday, not because it's my last Sunday, but I'm looking forward to laying a big, strong blessing, I hope, upon you as a church. Uh, it's something that will be hard. Um, and uh, I've never been one to, uh, you know, to shy away from comments, whether they were you know, uh, uh, maybe, maybe too revealing or not revealing, but uh, you know, there was a really unfortunate time in the life of our church when the last pastor left. It was a horrible scene as it was described to me. Uh, and there was crying and doors slamming. Well, I, I got to promise you, I will not be slamming doors next Sunday, but I cannot promise that there won't be any crying from the preacher. So I'm not one to cry, but it's not going to, see, Rachel's already started it. So uh, it's, but it's, it's because of, of, uh, of your faithfulness and your love um, that, that gives us so much um, fondness for, for this church and has made this so difficult to have this uh, type of transition. But uh, let's open again with a quick word of prayer, and then we'll go to the text of Philippians chapter 2, 1 to 4. God, thank you, Lord, for the privilege it is, Lord, to gather here. And, and Lord, I just ask God again, Father, as I did just a few moments ago, Father, would you please direct my words and direct our ears, Father, to hear from you, Father? I pray, God, um, Lord, that your presence will be so tangible here, Father, today in our worship and as we look to your word, God, that we cannot wait to gather again. Lord, thank you for, for this privilege for me, and I pray you bless this church. Amen. 
2 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 to 4, just these four verses, Paul says, If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consultation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, uh, intent on one purpose, do nothing out of selfish, selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. God brought this text to my mind as I was writing my resignation letter that I gave to, to uh, Jeff, our deacon chair, and I laid a copy in the office and I left one with Jay with my credit card and debit card for the church this earlier this week. God brought this text to my mind. Particularly, I just wrote in this resignation letter that to make it strong and clear that there's no other reason that, that God is leading us away other than his leading us away. It's not an individual or a person or a circumstance. And I've had people question me, well, what happened? Well, God called me away. That's what happened. Because we're so used to maybe a transition like this for it to be something not positive or not good. And, and uh, the only thing not good about it is how much we're going to miss you. That's it. That's it. The rest is good because God has called us. Uh, but I just want to spend a few moments this morning, and, and I always plan for my sermons not to be terribly long, but you know I'm usually wrong, but that's still the intent today, uh, to, to just give you some words of encouragement from this text. Um, and first and foremost, I, I want to um, say this, okay? Uh, th- th- this little comment will make more sense later on in the sermon. Some of you are going to get it right off because you know exactly what I'm talking about, okay? But church, if you are not padding God's resume, you're on the devil's errand. If you're not padding God's resume in your personal life or in your work here in this church, you're on the devil's errand. Continue to serve the king in this church. Make that the foremost passion and conviction of your heart as a church, but even in your own life. It sounds like a very simple and straightforward statement because it is. But we know how difficult it is to do that sometimes. But God has called you to something marvelous. Individually, if you are a follower of King Jesus, and he has accomplished something marvelous in this congregation, it's the greatest personal experience of my 40 years on this earth. I have never been a part of a church like this before. Uh, We still have our normal bumps and our normal problems and normal issues. You know, right now we need some volunteers to help in children's ministry. We need a leader for youth ministry. There's a list of things that we need, okay? That's like any other church, all right? And God will provide. He's provided in you, and some of you just have to hear him speak and be obedient. And you have done that much uh, in the time that we have been here. But we have not been a part of a church that has changed and turned around Okay, as we have seen here, we have not seen the number of people turn their lives to Christ, not just come and join a church, but, but to see lives transformed. It, 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 I just haven't seen it much. I've heard it preached about and talked about my whole life and my whole adult ministry, and every now and again I get a taste of it, and it is so good. Well, we come accustomed to it. Um, and I want to encourage you to continue to not be satisfied with anything other than the movement of God. 
in your life, but also in this church. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect and it's going to be just, you know, always plenty. There's going to be rough spots, just as there have been in our ministry here, but continue to have that desire. Verse 1 of this uh, Philippians chapter 2 says, If there's any encouragement in Christ, if any consultation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, he, he's, he's pointing to what God has done. If, if, let's, let's talk about the encouragement in Christ. Okay? I, I mean, God has gifted some of you with different things. Okay? God has, has gifted some of you with the, the ability to encourage us and to root us on. Some of you have, has, has God has get to some of you with keeping us grounded and, and holding us back sometimes. But the greatest encouragement that we can have is to know that Christ, who has offered us transformation, who has offered us grace and forgiveness, he wants us to pursue that and to continue to live in his grace and his love and to offer it to others. And, 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 I, and we, have, we have seen that, we have experienced that, the cons, uh, we, we know that we've been, uh, the text goes on and says, if any consolation of love, the love, the selflessness that we have seen here for one another, not, not just for me and my family, uh, you know, the, the fellowship, the koinia, the reason that word felt, I mean, th- th- this is one big thing, okay, and I'm, gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to try to do all my sermon now, I'm going to get to it, but I want to tell you. There are some really specific things that this church where I'm going, why they, why they were so interested in me and they felt so drawn to call me, okay? And a lot of it had to do with the outreach and, and the evangelism that's taking place, and, and they're excited and wanted to do that. I want you to know, Rachel and I are not going to greener pastures, okay? Number one, it's not as pretty out there as it is here. But this church is strong and healthy, Okay? There's a lot of hard work that's going to have to be done to call that church to that koinia. That koinia is that the word fellowship as is used in some of the greatest places in the epistles describes the relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And whenever we come together in Christ's name, we get to share in that. And, and that, that's what calls us together. Uh, and whenever that became strong and focused in this church, that's when we saw the, the power of God begin to move here like fire. And that's not there. There's a lot of that that's going to have to be done. But I just want to say this. If you have gotten anything good out of being a part of this faith family, and, 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 and you've, you've shared this experience with Rachel and I, guys, you've got to put it back in. You've got to put it back in. Okay? There's far too many people in churches that go and soak it up and, and love and, and, and see going to church like a quick stop in in the Starbucks to get a quick shot of espresso so you can go about your day. Guys, if God has blessed you here, if he has fed you here, and you are planted here, you need to put back into this ministry. I don't know what it is, okay? People, the levels of commitment are different. You know what God's calling you to, and, and I see it. But continue to do it. Don't sit back. And, and, and as I said a while ago, we saw Jesus ignite this church on fire with his gospel after a lot of pain and, 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 and headache and friction sometimes. But it's going. So fan that flame. Don't stop what you're doing here. And we, we see that this text and how important it is. Verse 2, make my joy complete. And guys, this is just real personal for me, Okay. It's, it is real personal for me. 
uh, because uh, I, I, I would be just really devastated if Rachel and I leave and we find out that in six months, one year, two year, three year, you know, things just went downhill at First Baptist Church Mason. Number one, means I wasn't leading well. If you have come to this church because of my ministry, that's okay. I'm thankful for that. But this better not be the reason that you stay in that church, okay? It don't leave here because the pastor leaves, okay? It is not me. If you've seen anything good in me, it's only because of what Christ has done in me and what Christ we have prayed every day has done through me. So don't, don't, don't go anywhere, but be a part of what God has done here. He says, make, in verse 2, it says, Make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Um, if you want to send me off well, continue to focus on what has called me away. Listen to that again. If you want to send me off well, continue to focus on what has called me away. God's plan for his church, this mission that we have gathered around. I want to tell you, that's the only reason I'm going, okay? Because God has called us to do it, and we have to do it. The, the first summer we were here, in fact, I stood in Jay Tedder's living room, and I probably scared him to death because, um, you know, he was the chairman of the deacons at the time, and he was chairman of the pastor search committee. He felt the load of doing a lot of the work here early on in that period. Some of you were shaking your head because you remember and finally I came, and I know there was just a sense of relief. <sighs> we got a pastor here now. And I remember uh, trying to work through some stuff and really wanting to focus and, and kind of just train the church on, you know, changing its reputation in the community, focusing in on winning the, go- on winning the lost and sharing the gospel. And I sat in Jay's living room one day. I don't even remember the whole topic. I said, Jay, I just got to be honest. I have no idea what I'm doing. And, and I'm sure it probably just made Jay think, oh, you old so-and-so, then, you know, why did you, number one, why did you tell me that? Number two, I, I can't, you know, I, I don't know what Jay thought. He's usually pretty, you know, composed there, but I can see in his eyes like, oh, that's not good news. You know, but it wasn't long after that, uh, we got together and, you know, and I, I don't, I believe the church is a church. It's not like any other organization on the face of the other. It's not a business. It's not a nonprofit, but we gather together and we really wrestled together for several weeks trying to discern what is the, the main mission of the church. Okay. And we came up and we decided that worshiping the living God, the first Baptist church of Mason is committed to loving others, winning the lost and maturing disciples in the name of Christ. I used to have a deacon come up here and say that every morning before we prayed. And there was a reason, not just because I wanted to memorize it. We said that anything we do as a church that doesn't focus on accomplishing this mission, we don't have to do it. In fact, we should put it to death and we should stop doing it. And we wanted to be very intent in focusing on the mission of of the church. Um, And I'm going to tell you that mission... And that focus and that tenacity is what has made anything great here great. Because that's what we focused on. And, and, and I hope it's not, and, and, and I know for it's, we've done that corporately, but I know many of you, I've seen you begin to adopt that in your own life, individually. And, and, and that is, is what the gospel is all about, guys. And, and so I, I just want to, to encourage you 
to do that. Look, listen to the words here. It says that we should be thinking the same way. It says in the text. It says we should have the same love. We should be united in spirit and intent on one purpose. This is what God called us to do. And I, and I promise you, if you will continue to do that, God will bless you here. Now, um, I, 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 but I, there's something else that, that, that does, you know, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, there's, there's a step of faith here for me leaving because of where I'm going, but it's also a step of faith for me as I step away and looking on wanting to know what God is going to do after I'm gone here. It's a step of faith for me. I'm trusting God to care for you. As, as there's going to be a period of time when there's not going to be a permanent pastor here, okay? Uh, even an interim pastor, we're going to have about six weeks. And then James is going to come and tell you James is an excellent pastor and a good leader, okay? And, uh, but also, I've heard, I never have heard him preach but some have said, you know, we're, you're going to kind of miss your preaching because James is kind of dry. Brother James, if you're listening, I, I apologize, but that's just what people told me. Okay, don't hold it against me. But guys, he's going to proclaim the word. We're going to have the same mission here. Don't fall away. Don't fall away. We had some issues a while back, and... Um, there was a deacon in this church that's no longer here. Um, and he uh, had been, it was a personal thorn for me. Uh, I haven't spoken about it publicly directly um, until now, but I'm, I'm fixing to be gone in two weeks, so it's okay, I guess. <laughs> but I just want to say this, okay? Here, here, we had begun to see God do some amazing things. We saw people coming to faith. We saw people being baptized. We saw life back in this church. And there was an accusation made against me. They said the only reason that I was baptizing a lot of people and getting so many people in the church is just because I was wanting to pad my resume so I could go to a bigger church. I took great offense to that. I want you to know the reason I'm leaving this church is because of you. It's your fault. It's your fault. If you had not been so obedient and focused to the call of Christ in his word and focused on the gospel, there would have been no padding of any resume. But I want you to know, it's not my resume that was padded here, okay? I would have been gone long ago. In fact, I had opportunities to go long ago, but I knew that God had not called me away. It's what God has done here, and, and I want to continue to see that here. You have padded my resume. Your unity in the word, thinking the same way, your love for the lost and for one another, and your unity in the work of the Spirit here, you are the reason God has called me away. Your obedience to the call to win and make disciples, that, that's it, guys. That's all that it is. And I just want to encourage you to be focused on that and don't be divided because here's what can happen. When I drive away from this property, and here, here's my, my plan. Let me just lay it out real quick. I haven't done that. So uh, we have given away almost everything we own out of the parsonage because um, we're going to be living in a camper trailer, that big camper trailer out back. 
I, yes, I bought a camper trailer that I do not own a vehicle that can pull it, okay? Um, that's how smart your pastor is. I bought a camper, and we've moved into it. We've gotten rid of all of our furniture and a lot of our stuff, and uh, we're going to be getting ready to move or maybe even move most of it early in the week, or maybe next Sunday late afternoon I'm going to have some, some men from Emmanuel come and pick it all up, and we're going to pull that trailer away, and next Sunday we're going to drive away from Mason. Um, just because we don't need, we're, and we're also going to try to get as much done early in the week because we want to get around and say goodbye. We want to talk. We want to. We want to have fellowship together. Um, but as I drive out of town, and I drive past the city limit, okay, um, the enemy is going to look to quickly move in if he can. He this is this is his mo, and he wants to do that. You know, there are times where. Early on in my ministry, it felt like we were just being bombarded constantly by the enemy. And, and, uh, and we were giving him way too much attention, probably. I learned through some of that. Now the enemy still tries to attack, but it just feels like, you know, little pebbles being thrown at us. But I just want to encourage you um, to stand guard. We see here in verse uh, 3 and 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Do not let an inward, selfish spirit back in this church. Make sure you are focused intently on loving others, helping each other, being a part of the body of Christ. He has gifted you. He's called you to be a part of it. And do not let anything come in. And God has given you some amazing deacons, amazing lay pastors, amazing ministry team leaders that are going to stand on that wall. But some of you are being called onto that wall as well to stand guard. Be in constant prayer. I mean, begin now. Don't make prayer just an afterthought of this process of finding a new pastor. Be intent on doing that quickly. Stand guard and don't let that back in. Because we put that spirit to death here. We did that here together. You've heard the story. Uh, I think Keith was here last week. And Brother Keith is going to be here to preach, I think, maybe on the 28th. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Keith Simpson, our DOM. Uh, guest, if you haven't met Keith, you need to make sure and be here on the 28th. He's a country preacher, uh, fun guy. And he'll stand down here and walk up and down the aisle. Call him chief, okay? Give him a hard time and say because the tetters told stories about him. Even if the tetters didn't tell you any stories, it'll make him nervous, okay? But, uh, you know, I, I love Keith, but he talked about the first time he came into this sanctuary after the last pastor left. He said he had never felt such a cold, dark, dead atmosphere in a church. He says it was, it was, it was a horrendous feeling. Um, and partly, partly it's because the pastor left. But I hope when Keith's through on the 28th, he's going to sense some sadness. But I, I, I know you. I know your heart. I know the calling you've responded to and the word of God that you have made primal in your life. And so we have put that spirit to death together as it's talking about here, about that selfish, inward spirit but you are going to have to guard against keeping them dead daily as a church, but also individually, okay? And guys, you've got some great leaders here, but do, do, listen to me. 
Pray about your role in this church. Do not let some of these amazing workers like Melissa Grimes, do not let her do this work on her own. She can't do it on her own. She can, she can make it. I've seen her do some amazing stuff. But, but she's not going to be doing it out, 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 of, out of an overflow. And I'm just speaking of one person here. There's other, Pastor Eddie, Pastor John, Pastor Marcello. Find your place in guarding against that and serve well. It's going to take a focused and concerted effort on your part. But I know that God will do it. I know he will do it. Just ask that you seek God's glory above your own glory. Make him famous. Put your ambition to death. Um, It's going to take an appropriate and obedient sacrifice of time and yourself to do this the right way. But above all, make sure the gospel is above all in what you do here as a church. Make sure the gospel, the saving knowledge and the message of Jesus Christ is given to us in his word stays prominent in your life. Now, we have folks here that I don't know, but basically that means that we are broken and we are hopelessly without a way to be made right again. But God loves you passionately. He wants to free you from sin, from patterns of addiction. He wants to free you from the burden that you carry every day. And he wants to do all the work for you if you just give your life to him. All the gospel is is one beggar telling another beggar where to go get bread. We got bunches of bread here, but you got to come get it. Or just raise your hand and we'll bring you a big old bowl of it and tell you how to follow Jesus. That's what it's about. So I don't know. I don't know what. Um, is there anything you need to take to, cr- to the cross today? Is there any selfish ambition or any selfishness that you've let creep in already? Um, have you been wanting to pad your own resume in your life and you know it? And you need to say, God, I'm done with that. I want to pad your resume. Um, his is the only one that matters. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for this church. Thank you for your, your spirit, God, that has been so, so loud and clear in your people. Father, I've said it over and over and over, God, that the, the greatest thing about your church is your people. But the worst thing about your church is your people. But God, we have seen you conquer us. And Lord, we've seen you bridle us and focus us, God. And and I I know that's only by your spirit. Father, we just want to pray and ask, God, as as we, um, Lord, wrap up our time of worship, God. Number one, Father, if there's those in this room, Father, that do not have a relationship with you, and they just want to talk about what does it mean to follow Jesus. Father, maybe you've told them and they've heard it directly more than once. And they say, I need help to be put back together. Father, would you call them to respond to this call this morning, Father? As we have an invitation, whether they walk down and just ask for prayer, kneel at the altar, or grab one of us after the service, God, would you call them to respond? Father, if there are folks here that have enjoyed being a part of this congregation, but Lord, they sense you calling them, Lord, to be more permanently committed, Father, through officially joining 
the member, become a member of this body here, as your word says in 1 Corinthians 12. We're all um, uh, many members of one body, God. They want to join this church. God, I pray, Father, you call them to step out. But Father, if there's anything in our heart, God, that, that, that Lord, Lord it, it, it's selfish and, and Father, things that have just been coming to mind, Father, maybe there's relationships that, that Lord, have, have not been handled appropriately, God. Lord, there's need to ask for forgiveness. Father, would you please do that work this morning? Father, you know the heart, you know the burden. God, would you now move and do what you've always do so well, God? Would you stand on your feet if God's calling you to a point of obedience to any of these calls? You be quick to do it. Whether you need to come and talk with me or pray or kneel at the altar or just stand right there and get right with the Lord, you be quick to do it this morning. But get the job done. Follow Him.
Father, I pray, Lord, as you, Lord, have already, Lord, been leading, Lord, this, this church, Father, on your own, in your spirit, with your word, Father, through the work of this body, God, Lord, continue to keep them focused and united, God. And Father, I pray, Lord, that, Lord, we would, Lord, experience, Father, unknown joy, Father, Lord, not because of what you have done, but, Father, because we get to see what you're going to do. Father, whether it's, Lord, in the next few months or years or, God, someday in eternity when we will all be together with you, Father, Lord, we look forward, Lord, to seeing what you'll do. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, as we are going to be heading out, um, again, I want to tell you, if you're interested in, in joining or, you're, or you, you want to be baptized uh, either Saturday or Sunday, just grab me and let's talk about it, and, and I'd love to uh, kind of help ferment you completely get you in ready to go to be a part of this church but uh and also please come back next week we want to see everybody uh here i know that um not pack the house out too much but if if anyone gets in trouble just say that that i did it okay and, and we'll be good so all right uh we got a couple meetings uh the nominating will be in the children's wing uh, finance why don't y'all get to to the fellowship hall and uh, we'll see you soon god bless you